2: A feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Wayne is the general manager, ranch manager, of Tekeskeet Ranch uh, in southwest Texas. I do not introduce him at all in this podcast because we dive into a conversation about high fence hunting right off the bat, and I just don't get around to it. Apologies. But Wayne is the epitome of an old-school Texas rancher. He has some very strong opinions about what constitutes hunting versus killing. And this conversation, you don't know Wayne from a bar of soap, but it's a phenomenal conversation about really peeling back the onion layers when it comes to perceptions around hunting and perceptions around high fence. So you you just said to me, the thing about high
1: fence is? I think to be productive high fence needs to be on large acreage.
2: What do you mean by productive high fence?
1: To where you can truly management herds, and sure, you, you you can go to the small hundred acre, five hundred acre, thousand acre places. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna come up with a certain amount of good shooters. But when you take a large place, now you've given the hunter the advantage of being selective, mm-hmm. and at the same time, you're controlling. Your nutrition, of course, even on 100 acres, you've got a nutritional program. But your breeding program and culling program, all it does is produce the high quality shooters that most hunters want. Do you
2: think that there's a, a cutoff between a high fence that people come and hunt in and a high fence that people come and kill in? Does it
1: does it make it oh, oh yes. Yes. It it's it's a big separation there. And that's what I'd go back to the hundred acre, five hundred acre, thousand acre place. So what is it? That's a kill.
2: So your number is a thousand?
1: My my personal number? Thousand or better. In like thousand
2: or better and you would classify that as hunting slash free range.
1: Depending on the terrain too. Okay. Now there's you you've got open pastures. Now, there's n- there's no hunting in that, but you take like the South Texas area, that's a hunt. I mean, we've gone here, I've taken hundreds out, and we've spent hours and not get what we
2: want. Essentially the same style of hunting, same chance of hunting, regardless of whether you have a high fence around the property or a low fence.
1: Mm-hmm. A high fence around, okay, you take this Tekaskeet Ranch, 8,000-plus acres. Yep. We've only got two pastures. Right. So now you've got to hunt. 2,600
2: and, and like 5,800 yeah, or something like that. Now you've got to
1: hunt. Say you want Gimsbach. Well, our, our number's on Gimsbach. 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 I I'm, I stand corrected, but I've been saying it all <laughs> since, since since Craig corrected me. But Gimsbach. Uh, oh. Our numbers on hemsbach are not what our numbers are on the scimitar oryx. Mm-hmm. We've hunted for two days and not see a hemsbach. Right. Or not, we may see them, but we ain't going to get a shot because they're 200, 300 yards off. And in this brush. It's tough. It's tough. You can't qualify, as it a male or a female? Right. To get your shot. Hence, hunting. Mm-hmm. If you go to a hundred acre pasture, there's, you know, unless it's just solid, thick brush that's the only the only thing with that if you got the thick brush yeah now you can hunt in a hundred acres but most hundred acre places aren't like that why do you
2: think you grew up here in Texas mm-hmm. where?
1: in the San Angelo area I grew up on a 26,000 acre ranch
2: so west Texas yep 26,000 acres high fenced
1: nope no nope
2: So no exotics on there, or they had some exotics?
1: No, this is is the year's... Cattle ranch. It's sheep, goat, cattle ranch. Gotcha.
2: With a little bit of
1: whitetail in there. And we had some good bucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had some native probably 160 to 180 bucks killed every year. Okay. But nutritional back then was a lot different than it is now. Sure. I mean, you take ranches that actually... Do their soil conservation and whatnot? You can get your protein up. Back then, it was in the West Texas area. It's probably one of the highest protein solid grasses
2: mm-hmm.
1: in in the country.
2: Well, you have got grasses, you got the Wahia, uh, you got you know, things that just have a lot of protein in them. Yeah, we had
1: the curly mesquite and the side oats gamma, and, and several other good grasses that have are high protein.
2: Mm-hmm. That's why naturally you have just mm-hmm. good.
1: Uh, right antler growth and antler development. That's like south of here, 200 miles south of here. That's where you get those gigantic whitetail that are natives. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not hand fed. They're native. 200 mm-hmm. pound whitetail bucks in Texas, but that's the only place you'll find them.
2: So, would you say growing up in the San Angelo area was was high fence just a thing? Like, never never heard of it. Never heard of it growing up.
1: Mm-mm. There was no high fences back in the 50s, and probably high fence probably hit late 60s so that I know of. I mean, it may have been somewhere else, but I didn't know it. So, given
2: that you grew up without high fencing, mm-hmm. and now high fencing is what would you estimate on the landscape in West Texas? 40% of the landscape is high fenced? 30%?
1: Hunting in the last. What? Twenty-five years, thirty years, maybe. Hunting has become one of the most productive forms of income that there is. Right. Many ranchers have. I mean, we they scraped it, made a good living with their cattle or their sheep or their goats, but when hunting got so popular, now you could go out and lease your property to a hunter for five, six dollars an acre. Mm -hmm. You know. Raise your mic up a little bit for me. Raise, you know. There we go. Just now you've upped your income off of hunting. And it just, it's evolved to where many ranchers have just about quit ranching. And have gone high fence. Interesting. Put the feed program out and develop the deer. Make more money doing that. You've never been to South Africa? No.
2: That's why I, whenever I come into West Texas, I feel like I am in South Africa. You drive down highways in South Africa, and both sides of the highway have high fence. Mm -hmm. And obviously the wildlife in West Texas, like this morning, we saw zebra, and we saw chemsbok, and we saw, not that we have scimitar hondarks in South Africa, but blessbuck and wildebeest. And so it's like, almost like I'm out of Africa. And that's why we, we titled the documentary that we built out of Africa, is that this is Africa, and, and interestingly enough, the model, the land value model, the wildlife value model, is the same as South Africa, mm-hmm. in that the land has to pay for itself. Agree or disagree?
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: So if the land has to pay for itself, how does the land pay for itself? You answer that question. How does the land pay for itself? What are the options?
1: develop a, a wildlife deer program
2: no but there's other options
1: well you've got to spend a lot of money to develop the land mm-hmm. and if you spend the money to put everything into irrigation plant your high grasses or your crops or whatever now you're 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 getting more value out of it so you're saying land.
2: ag right agriculture or you could go the opposite side of agriculture which is the cattle sheep goats side of the business.
1: Okay. But me, sh- cattle, sheep, goats, crops, grass, to me that's all ag. Okay. So yeah. you
2: would you would essentially have a a sort of multi-ag system on a property like this. Uh, okay. The on tech- the 26,000 acre ranch that you grew up on.
1: Okay. That's that's strictly ag. That's strictly sheep, goat, cattle and deer now because You take the little town where I came from, Menard, back then there was no hunting programs. Now you go to Menard, Eden, all around Angelo, there's some of the biggest whitetail operations. Mm -hmm. And land went from probably $800 an acre to there's 1,000, 15, 2,000 acre places going for $3,500, $4,000 Thirty-five hundred, four thousand dollars wow. an acre. Wow! Well, that's hard to be. You know, it's hard to make it pay for itself.
2: And let's uh, all, let's be all, let's let a little bit of truth here. It's going at thirty-five hundred dollars an acre, not because it's cattle
1: ground. Mm-mm. No, you take the land around Fredericksburg and all around there that's cedar country. That's ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars an acre, and it won't raise three goats. Mm-hmm. It's the mystique of the hill country. Mm-hmm. That's what's happened. There's so many mystiques in different areas that's caused the land to go up and you couldn't put three goats on and make them live
2: so in a place like this 8,000 acres you know there's stigma around high fence what what does the wildlife look like on this property
1: as far as
2: is it a you know we're going to shoot 20 this weekend and next weekend I'm buying 20 and putting them on the property
1: Fortunately, right now, we've been in a position where we've raised just 98% of what we kill. And we've developed a program to do that. There are certain species that we've had, like take, like you and I talked yesterday, the wildebeest.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we were raising them, but they've become one of the most sought-after items. And we've shot some, and then the, the big freeze this year... We lost some, and now they're hard to find because of that severe freeze. Yeah. But other than that, the Texas ranches Ranch has had a good development program of raising what we kill. You go to other places and sure, okay, you want a wildebeest? Give me a week. I'll find one, and we'll turn it out, and, and we shoot it. Whereas this, these are home-raised, and it gives it a little bit more Hunters like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I mean, you can go to different places, and no matter what you want, we can find it. Well, we've only got 13 species, so that's what we've limited our deal from. Sure. And those 13 species work very well for what—
2: And you don't hunt all 13 species, though. No,
1: no. Uh, our, yeah, well, the only thing we have not shot here is our Impala. Mm-hmm. We've shot uh, the Grants. Mm-hmm. And we've shot everything else. So actually, the Impala is the only thing that we have not shot.
2: Let me ask you this. One of the things that we keep hearing on Blood Origins whenever we talk about high fence, and it's somehow one of the most controversial topics inside of the hunting community, Mm -hmm. right? It's almost, it's funny, it's almost like the high fence issue is more of a hunting hunter issue than it is a anti-hunter, non-hunter issue. And it all comes down to, I guess, this idea that one, it's not fair chase. Well, let's just deal with a couple of them. Let's just deal with each of the things that are issues mm-hmm. with with uh, high right. fence. Fair chase. Fair chase here on
1: Texas Geet Ranch or not fair chase? Fair chase. Why is it fair chase? Because it's so vastly open. It's just. The only thing that the high, our high fence is doing is separating our eight thousand acres from next door neighbor. Right. That's the only thing that fence is there for. So, you come here, like I said, we've hunted for hours and hours and hours after a species, and be the same thing as if you went to eight thousand acres and said, "I'm going to open range and I'm going to go kill the biggest buck out there." Good luck. Go at it. Go at it. You think
2: your secondly, your chances of killing are much higher behind a high fence than they are a low fence. True or true. not true? True. Would you say that the hunting is easier out of a blind and feeder on a high fence versus a low fence?
1: All the same. Well, it's hard. That's hard for me to answer because we don't hunt out of a blind here. As far as our exotics, I've hunted out of blinds on low fence Okay. Meals. Well, let's
2: just let's just ignore the exotics for a second. Okay. Whitetail hunting out of a blind here with a feeder, Texas style. Easier because it's a high fence operation, or the same than a low fence.
1: Now you're getting me started on it uh, on my little pet peeve. Go ahead. When I was a kid, 26,000 acres, there was no such thing as a corn feeder. When I was a kid, from the time I was 10 years old, I would put a gun in my hand, and you took off through the pasture. You killed it, cut its throat, and if you couldn't gut it, you could go back home, get one of the adults, and they'd come get it. Then along comes the corn feeder Mm -hmm. and the blind. Mm -hmm. I've been tickled my whole life, watching hunters be on places... Go get into the camo, go get their face painted, and go climb up in a blind. <laughs> and I'm going, You've got to be kidding me. That's hunting. That ain't hunting.
2: But to them it is. To them that is hunting. And technically they are hunting. They're not killing. No, no they're okay. hun-
1: they're they're hunting, but they're waiting on it instead of going after it. Hunting. But it's still hunting. Okay, wait a it's minute. It's still hunting. Okay. Okay, you take Go, okay, let's go back to the days of Daniel Boone. Did they go put corn out? No, they, that was hunting. Going out, looking for it, stalking it,
2: killing it. Yeah, but that hunting was because they needed it. They needed the meat.
0: Okay, they I, hunted
2: for, they didn't hunt for recreation back then.
1: Okay, there you go, right there. The difference between fair chase hunting and the blind hunting it's just exactly what you just said. It's recreation. Negative. Negative. Uh, I'm going to push back on that because
2: okay. fair chase hunting, regardless of whether you do it spot or stalk or in a blind or up a tree on a tree stand, it's all fair chase. And it's all hunting. Sorry, let me back that statement up. It's all hunting. Because there's an element of there's an element of failure associated with it. And that's what comes back to the whole high fence issue, which is that, that element of failure. When you look at the definition of hunting, hunting is chasing, pursuing something. You're hunting for it, right? Mm-hmm. It, has a, it, has a, it has failure built into its definition. Otherwise, it would be killing. Killing has a finality to it. There is no failure when it comes to killing, Okay, so to me, that is the divisiveness of a high fence. The divisiveness of, uh, divisiveness of a high fence is that people say you are reducing that chance of failure and making it more, not more easy, that's terrible English, easier for you to find and seek and kill.
1: Okay, if you look at it in the kill respect, yeah, okay. But there again, I'm an old man. I was raised up one, one way. To me, hunting is, like you said, going after, chasing, get looking. You've got failure. To me, the blind hunting that has got a corn feeder in front of it, The only failure you have there is if you don't hit it. In most blinds, in my observation in the last 20 years, is a 75-yard shot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, the only failure there is if you just flat can't hit it. Mm -hmm. And you're not really hunting. You're bringing it to you. That corn feeder is just bringing the the objects to you Mm -hmm. for your selective kill. yeah that's exactly so that's where for me i disagree with what you say about hunting in a blind with a corn feeder in front of it okay okay you go you go down to south texas farther down south that's where they put blinds on a on a sendero there's no corn feeder okay i'll agree there there's hunting
2: okay hold on hold on hold on hold on yep so just because the corn feeder isn't there, mm-hmm. and you sit on a blind, that's you. To you, you're not attracting anything. But what about the Sendero? The Sendero is attracting it.
1: Oh uh, no, Sendero is a cross path. Okay. And you're your so whole,
2: the Sendero is not planted. No, the Sendero is no. just an
1: open. Exactly. It's it's like we go down where you saw clay on the on the right. on the right. uh, chop, roller chopper. Well, they've got their 75 80 yards wide cut paths mm-hmm. well now that deer is that's his cross path so now you're sitting and you're waiting and now that's hunting because you're waiting you're not a you're not baiting mm-hmm. that animal to you so you can go any meeny miny mo that's my kill shot right there
2: mm-hmm.
1: to me that's not hunting
2: so let me say, let me, you wouldn't know this because you're not, you don't do what I do or what we do at Blood Origins, but let me ask this question. So in, the, in our hunting community, we, have, we face a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. And that's why I pressed you a little bit there because we have a lot of internal hunting community hate. We have people who would absolutely, um, are, would, will vilify anyone that comes and hunts a high fence. They would technically um, say the exact same thing you just said about a blind and a feeder to someone who hunts a high fence. Now, in my in, from our perspective, let me ask this question to you, and this is how we address it. I want to hear what you you think, because I, I know already you'll, you'll speak your mind. Does that make, you may not call it hunting, does it make the individual any less of a hunter
1: No, because you take the probably the higher percentage or people that come out of the cities correct that's their only one time two time three time a year correct to get I've got nothing against them correct you know that's there they don't have a lot of them higher percentage don't have the opportunity to do that solid. What I five
2: days six days
1: go at it get in the ground get after it mm-hmm. like here at texas Keat, i mean mm-hmm. we use we use high rack trucks mm-hmm. we can go for hours and hours and hours and not get what we want right but no you you take the the doctor the lawyer even the worker blue-collar worker that that's all that's his only chance to go spend 3000 4000 a year to get a lease on somewhere to pay his share of a lease and his feeder and his blind and i mean he's got 10 grand in it real easy that's his that's his release that's his enjoyment for him that's hunting so I've got nothing against it it's just i separate the difference of hunting to so it's a preference thing it's a preference thing for me it's
2: not a downcast, look down your nose at everybody else who does it differently?
1: No. No. Every man's got to have his own enjoyment. And if that's his enjoyment and his, that's his only opportunity to do it that way. And it's legal. And it's legal. Glory to him. You know, uh, that's I've got friends. That's the only way they know how to hunt. Mm-hmm. And they've been hunting their whole lives, but that's the only thing they know is to go put that corn feeder out. Getting that blind and sit there at five thirty in the morning and wait for daylight. And like you said, I mean, but it's his his choice. If what comes to the feeder is not what he wants, that's his choice. Sure. There's no sure. you know, he doesn't he doesn't come out on the bed. I know him i I've, I've got some close friends that'll sit there. Day in, day out, all year, all hunting season long for one buck. Just wait for that one. Just wait for that one buck. But to him, that's the most glorified thing he can do. He loves it. Mm -hmm. Got nothing against him. For me, the high fence, me is the larger the acreage for the high fence, keeps it more to the hunting type. And I can understand why people don't like high fence, because they're hunting high fence on a, on a small place. Mm-hmm.
2: But again, not that you're casting shade or looking down your nose at those individuals. No, it's just a preference thing from your perspective. Right, exactly. You prefer and larger. I and
1: I don't think it should be. I don't think there should be this separation in the hunting community because it. It really, it's all about the same thing. It's all about getting out, getting out into the elements. Whether you're sitting in a 100-acre high-fence place with your choice of bucks, it's your enjoyment to get out and enjoy nature. 1,000%. That's, all, that's what it, hunting is all about. And so there should not be this turmoil in the hunting community because it... Gosh, I wish there wasn't, man. But because it's all about the same thing. Whether it's 100-acre high-fence deal or 100-acre low-fence deal or 8,000 acres here, it's all about the same thing. Or feeding or blinds or... Yeah.
2: Bow or rifle.
1: Right. Bow, rifle, pistol. I've had pistol hunters. Camo versus jeans. Well... There we go. Now you've opened up another can. <laughs> Everybody goes and gets camo. What's the best camouflage, Wayne? What I'm wearing right now, sit still, be quiet, stay in, out of the wind. That's it. I've had, I've sat on an oak tree and had does walk within 10 feet of me. Never, and just be real still. They don't know it. Mm-hmm. Until they, till they catch your wind. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I grew up. We, God, whatever we were wearing, that's there was no such thing as camo. Right. The only thing I laugh at is camo. Paint your face up and go sit in the blind. (laughs) Still hunting though. It's still hunting. But it's something to laugh at. And it's just it's humorous to me. Right. Oh, I've guided. uh, You you can't believe how people have come out in their clothing and whatnot, but. That is what they enjoy. Right, exactly. You can't. I may not like it. 100%. But he, but he enjoys it. Mm-hmm.
2: And if he enjoys it. And he's doing it legally and he's doing it responsibly and he's not hurting anyone else. Nope. More power to him.
1: You, exactly. I'll help him any way I can. There we go. I'll paint his face so he can go crawl in the blind for it
2: <laughs> there we go well Wayne I appreciate you um, thank you for putting the headset on and removing your cowboy hat
1: <laughs> well no it's an enjoyment y'all have been enjoyment here anything else on your heart no tied to high fence just love it either way
2: if people are listening to this and have never experienced a high fence and have a perception
1: around what high fence hunting is what would you say to them Come here and you'll never see the fence, hardly. You won't you won't notice. Oh yeah, we'll drive down beside the high fence or whatever, but then we'll be in the middle of the pasture and you'll never see that fence. Well that, that's that's um I think people would
2: get confused and let's define a pasture, Because a lot of people listening to this will immediately take an agricultural mindset and go, Oh, this is open green grass flat landscape all the animals are out there pick your animal shoot it
1: no not here
2: a pasture really here means just a a segment of land that is fenced within it it could be hills and rolling hills and and creek bottoms and dams and everything like that
1: a pasture is just a confinement area that's it gotcha it could be a hundred acre pasture or like here Almost 6,000 acres in a pasture.
2: Gotcha. I mean,
1: the ranch I grew on up, smallest pastures where we kept our horses, and it was 600 acres. Mm-hmm.
2: Good deal. Good deal. Well, thank you, Wayne. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.